0: As we come together, let us begin in prayer. Let's ask the Lord to calm our hearts and use this time uh, to his glory. Let's bow. Lord, our weeks have been busy and full, uh, tiring, slow maybe, um, all manner of weeks that we've come from. We do not know what the week ahead has in store. And yet we pray that uh, regardless of the things we are looking forward to and expecting, regardless of the week that we've come out of, that you might calm our hearts and direct us to you. Uh, Care for us in uh, this Sunday school hour. Use it to your glory, even as we Uh, seek to understand your plans Uh, even for the future we pray this in Christ's name amen so we have a handout for today and as I had mentioned last uh, time we were together I did uh, put a different chart than you had last week on the back and so uh, explaining in visual format a little bit uh, amillennialism and postmillennialism and what I like to do is I like to fill in the blanks for premillennialism and postmillennialism uh, just by way of uh, reminding us of where we've been and what we've learned and then um, I like to transition to the uh, back and look at the chart for amillennialism and explain that as we Uh, uh, begin here this morning the uh, the time in um, the time in looking to um, do we have uh, special copies and non-special copies (laughs) it looks like we have varieties of copies Um, but Yeah, if you don't have anything on the back, you should, and so just wave down Isaiah, and he'll get you a, a nun non special copy. Uh, but uh, I, I've been, as we've been going along in this series, I've been continuing to read different resources, and so I'll say a few things as we uh, fill in the blanks for uh, for these different uh, subjects. So. Um, Christ's coming is before number one in under premillennialism, and before the millennium, and it's going to be visible, uh, personal, and glorious. Um, all believers believe that Christ is going to come in a, uh, in an end times uh, coming, and he is going to uh, he is going to uh, thus uh, bring about the end time events. Uh, Christ's coming. Follows the conversion of the Jews, the tribulation, the revelation uh, and fall of the Antichrist. Follows is the blank there. So this is the thing that's different about premillennialism. They believe that Jesus Christ's second coming comes before the millennium, but after the tribulation. Um, Third, resurrected saints. Resurrected saints will accompany Christ in uh, as the millennium is established. Accompany Christ as the millennium is established. And then number four, um, Christ will reign in Jerusalem for uh, a thousand years. Most uh, premillennialists take that literally. It will actually be a thousand years. Uh, You don't have to take it literally in order to be a premillennialist. It definitely is inconsistent with, uh, very inconsistent with uh, dispensational premillennialism that we're trying to uh, look to and promote. Um, and then um, Roman numeral number five there under premillennialism as the millennium, uh, after the millennium, sorry, after the millennium, another resurrection occurs along with the judgment and the new heavens and, and earth. And uh, this will be another key distinction between premillennialism and uh, the other millennial views. In premillennialism, there's a resurrection of the saints uh, before the millennium, and then there's the resurrection of uh, all others to um, uh, judgment after the millennium, and with the other views, um, there's uh, an interest. Even some will uh, argue this is uh, one of the reasons why uh, the other views are preferable. That it's uh, it's more streamlined of a view. Christ's uh, uh, coming, the, uh, the uh, judgment, and the beginning of the eternal state are all together uh, in the other views. Um, which leads then to uh, post millennialism. If anyone has any questions about premillennialism, I'm happy to. Yes. What was the black? Five, five after the millennium, another, another resurrection. So there's a, a resurrection before the millennium and then after right. another. The one was... Yes. Christ coming before the millennium. And probably if there's anything that you should know about, uh, I mentioned this last week, but I'll mention it again. If there's anything you should know about premillennialism, it's uh, Roman numeral number one and Roman numeral number four are the major points Uh, It's uh, typically thought of as a literal thousand years, and Christ is coming before those literal thousand years. Um, Good. Any other questions? Yes. 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 So the uh, people who are resurrected, usually uh, uh, dispensational premillennialists, Will, uh, point to those who are unbelievers. So the unbelievers, because the, those in the church age were, uh, were raptured or before the tribulation, and then they come with Christ, so that they've already been resurrected. Um, and then, um, and then after, uh, there is the, uh, the resurrection of the unbelievers. So the nun, uh, those who would eventually go to, to the, um to the judgment. So is the church that and all church saints living and dead are caught in the cloud Yep, raptured. What about like um like Jews and people um before the church age? Yes. When are they resurrected? Yes. So some of them, so we'll actually have a whole section talking about resurrection, but the, no, no, it's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a sneak peek. Um, the, the key thing about the resurrection is that it happens at different times. So even uh, when Jesus uh, resurrected, uh, you remember how the, the graves broke open. So um, uh, th- there are multiple times of resurrection Throughout all, uh, what we would uh, think of as human history, um, there's resurrection after the tribulation of uh, those who have gone through the tribulation and, and died, the, the those who have uh, uh, been martyred. Um, uh, yeah, so there's different times where you have resurrection, but the the key thing is for our thinking is that premillennialism, dispensational premillennialism, uh, emphasizes the fact. That before the, the millennium, there's a resurrection. And then after the millennium, there's a resurrection. Whereas for the other views, they want those all to be the same. Uh, in fact, uh, the language for rapture, they'll take to me talking about the same thing as a resurrection. Um, so all, all one one ball of wax in postmillennialism and millennialism. Very, very good question. I think I saw another hand. Was it? No, Okay. If you think of something, I don't mind questions. Uh, post-millennials, but we'll go quickly through this again, too. Uh, there will be a growing influence of Christianity worldwide. There will be going growing influence. And I know that uh, 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 the response that I saw on your face last week was like a little bit of shock and awe. Like, how can that be? But uh, even just, uh, just in a very uh, visceral level and something well known to us, um, we kind of we kind of probably intuitively think of the American experience. And up until 50 years ago, 30 years ago, there was a lot of, like, uh, I know the Puritans came over and they thought, we're, we're going to have a new city on a hill. And that's going to be America. America is going to be the new Jerusalem. Um, but even until 50 years ago, 30 years ago, um, I think a lot of Christians, even Christians in our circles, would look at what was happening in America and would see very positive things, right? Not everyone's a Christian, but that's not even the point in postmillennialism, that everyone's a Christian. But rather, because of the prevalence of Christianity, there's benefits to society as a whole. And I think 30, 50 years ago, as I've said already, uh, we, we, could, we could think about some of those things and, and see those um, so don't just drop your jaws when you when you hear uh, people thinking that there's a growing influence of Christianity and especially uh, since Jesus himself said about church growth, the gates of hell will not prevail against it so uh, depending on when that not prevail and what that looks like, you could, you could see how someone could interpret that language of Jesus in terms of post-millennialism. Um, there will be a growing influence of Christianity. The prevalence of Christianity will continue for a thousand years. Um, and uh, most of the older uh, pr- prevalence of Christianity, Christianity is a blank, number two there. Um, most of the older... Uh, uh, postmillennialists thought this was a literal thousand years and most of the more recent uh, postmillennialists uh, don't think that it's a literal thousand years or even that it's um, necessarily constrained to just uh, earthly uh, reign of Christ um, and earthly things, though, though that is the key distinction between postmillennialism and amillennialism. But number three, Jews will be converted. Jews will be converted to Christianity prior to the end of that time. I think I'm missing a, yeah, converted. Oh no, I added an extra one on last week's. So uh, hopefully no one has last week's. Just ignore that uh, handout. Jews will be converted prior to the end of that time. And again, there there isn't uh, a one Uh, single way of thinking about this for post-millennialists. Some think that Jews will be converted and that will be gradually through uh, the age of of the church age, what we call the church age. Others uh, think of that as something that happens rather close to the end. And just um, just before number four, the millennium's conclusion will occasion a final outburst of evil. A final outburst, outburst is the blank, Roman numeral number four there. Millennium's conclusion will occasion a final outburst of evil. Um, Number five, Christ's coming after the millennium will follow with resurrection of the dead, judgment of all, and the new heavens and new earth. So Christ's second coming after the millennium, which is the whole point of postmillennialism in conjunction with uh, Roman numeral number one. So any blanks there I went too fast on? Any questions about postmillennialism? Otherwise, let's uh, let's transition to the back of your handout. And uh, on the back of your handout, I have the charts there for postmillennialism and amillennialism. I'll just make mention of postmillennialism um, as we uh, since we just uh, spoke about it. Um, so. From uh, the time of the covenants, uh, so even including the Mosaic age and onward until Christ's coming, um, all of that in uh, most uh, post-millennial ways of thinking is a church age. So the church doesn't begin with Pentecost. The church begins in the Old Testament. The Old Testament begins the church. Uh, the church period would be included Uh, in the old testament so the mosaic age there that's listed in that post-millennialism timeline uh, that would be a part of the church and then after christ you come to the end times the last days and you have language that's very clear in the new testament um, that the end times have begun it's just that when we, as premillennialists, think about the end times, we're we're frequently thinking about the very end of the end times, and not just the whole age, the the church age, that is the beginning of the end times. Um, whereas, uh, for postmillennialists, they're thinking of the whole the whole uh, thing as the uh, last days and uh, the. Uh, the millennium which is the last days is in most uh, post-millennialists nowadays it's the the duration of the church age the whole church age is the millennium and things are getting better and better as gospel is preached and as people uh, from every tribe and nation and tongue accept the gospel message and uh, christians have greater and greater influence uh, because of that um the uh, the reign of uh, of Christ, so millennialism is about a thousand year reign. Uh, Milla thousand, uh, uh, the nihilism, uh is the uh, Latin uh, related to the Latin word for thousand. Uh, sorry, years annus, and so a thousand years as a point of millennialism in postmillennialism, millennialism uh, the reign of uh, christ is uh, most of the current uh, people who think about our uh, proponents and believers in post they think that the reign of christ is with those who are saints and have died already and reign of christ is from heaven now so Reign of Christ is with dead uh, the uh, the Christians who have gone to be with the Lord already, and they're reigning from heaven. So that's why this uh, this uh, if you go on the internet and you look up uh, post millennial timelines, you'll get thousand, uh, not thousand, you'll get dozens of different. Uh, charts. I just picked out one that I thought was helpful for being concise uh, and including some of the uh, pertinent details. And this does a nice job of showing that Christ is reigning in heaven, even by just putting the Christ reigns in heaven at the top there. So uh, think of Christ being in the heavens and reigning from there. He's not reigning on earth, which would be very much uh, what we believe will happen in the millennium. Christ will come to earth. He will reign A thousand years uh, from Jerusalem, Uh, the the people of Israel will be uh, uh, highly regarded among all the nations and uh, the other nations will flock to Jerusalem and to Israel. Um, You see the upward arrow of the influence of the kingdom and the nations being converted, uh, showing the greater and greater prevalence of of Christianity's influence throughout the church age uh, in the last days. And then the parousia is another word for the uh, Greek word for the second coming. And so that's why they have the parousia language there above uh, coming. And at that time, the resurrection will happen and that will bring about the beginning of eternity, the new heavens and the new earth. The judgment uh, would be another thing you could put in that timeline um, any questions about postmillennialism from either the description or the chart? Otherwise, yes. So, yes, uh, they didn't put it in this uh, chart. But what uh, what um, postmillennialists uh, understand is right before the second coming, there will be an outburst of uh, of hardships and trials uh, on the church, so if you put a little and they don 't believe that it 's uh, necessarily seven years though uh, rare post do actually believe it 's seven years, um, but if you put a little time space right before the second coming arrow coming down and the resurrection arrow going up, um, that would be the tribulation time frame. Uh, where there's a, a great outburst of evil and that that fits right with uh, their understanding of Revelation 20 because uh, Satan is uh, loosed um, so that kind of uh, way of thinking um, obviously confusing ideas that we wouldn't uh, we wouldn't put together but uh, on millennialism what I wanted to do is uh, explain this uh, chart a little bit and also, um, do you note how that, if if uh, obviously the amillennialism chart isn't uh, pictured the same exact way as the uh, postmillennial chart, but do you notice how similar they are? So, for example, in the old in the amillennialism chart, you have the Old Testament before the cross, before Christ, um, and that corresponds to the Mosaic age in the postmillennial. Chart before Christ. And then you have the New T- uh, Testament and the millennial reign of Christ and saints uh, being the last days. And then after all of that, it comes to the end the second coming and the eternal state and the final rebellion and the uh, resurrection, the general resurrection and the judgment are, are all right there at the end. There's a lot of similarity between the amillennialism chart and the postmillennialism chart. In fact, uh, some amillennialists will say that uh, that that um, some um, am am I saying this right? Yes. Uh, Some amillennialists will say that they were previously known as postmillennialists. So that's uh, how similar they are conceptually, right? Um, uh, Even. Uh, the amillennialist uh, chart that I have here doesn't emphasize the fact that the church uh, includes the Old Testament, but uh, they, would, they, would in, they would be the same uh, with the uh, postmillennialists in that regard uh, as well. That the Old Testament and New Testament are the church, uh, uh, the church, God's working with his people. And then uh, the millennium is after the New Testament begins And Christ is reigning, and he's reigning uh, with his saints uh, here on earth. Um, And the saints reigning on earth are at the same time reigning and going through tribulation. So do you see how above the line it says millennial reign of Christ and saints in the amillennialism chart? And below the line it says church on earth in tribulation? That's because they're both happening at the same, at the same time. Um, uh, a really helpful way of understanding amillennialism is to, uh, 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 to, to think about the fact that probably amillennialists didn't take this name for themselves. It wasn't that they wanted the name amillennialists, but maybe somebody else gave them the name a millennialist, so they got accused of being uh, a millennialist. And the word a ah is the negative negator prefix, right? So no millennium is how we think of it when we think of the the meaning of the prefix a. Ah, no millennium, um, but uh, a millennialists don't believe in no millennium. Rather, they believe. In uh, they believe in a realized eschatology, which is to say the millennium has already begun. Millennium is already now. And the millennium is uh, here on earth now. Um, so just like the post-millennialist, uh, the millennium is, is now um, for most of them. And just like the post-millennialist, the millennium um, isn't a wholly... Uh, of the earthly nature, the political and Jewish nature that pre-millennialists think that that it would be. Um, So amillennialists will probably come to this term realized eschatology um, at uh, numerous points in the future in our study of eschatology. But the idea of realized eschatology is that, that eschatology things in the New Testament have already begun. And so thinking of amillennialists as uh, no millennium on earth, like we typically think of it, is a better way than thinking that they believe in no millennium. Um, all, all orthodox Christians believe in a millennium. Right? The amillennialists believe in a millennium. Um, it's just that it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, you can't see it. Yeah, you can't see it is a good way to say it. Um, uh, and the post-millennials believe in a millennium and the pre believe in a millennium. Um, You can't be a a orthodox, a real Christian and not believe in the millennium. Um, I think that's what I wanted to mention from the amillennialism chart. Why don't I fill in the blanks, which I think we did really, really quickly at the end of uh, last time, but we'll... Uh, go more slowly. The millennium will not be literal. And this is the major point of amillennialism. So don't think of a physical millennium. Um, that's, that's how you should understand that ah. It's not a physical millennium. It's a spiritual millennium. Um, the not being literal is in conjunction um, with most post-millennialists. Um, so a lot of similarity there. The whole church age is the millennial age, uh, number two. The whole church is the blank, uh, Roman numeral number two. The whole church age is the millennial age, um, and so when they read, uh, when they read Revelation nineteen, they read that as, uh, they read that as. Uh, coming to the end of the church age at the end of revelation 19 and then revelation 20 rewinds to the beginning of the church age and as redescribing the church age again um and so that's why they can think that the whole church age is the millennial age or a part of the reason um Roman numeral number three Satan being bound began when Christ triumphed over Satan's temptations in the wilderness and continues now as Satan is unable to stop the nations from heeding the gospel so uh, is is Christ is, is Christ going to uh, be accepted by everyone uh, on earth right now no but can Christ can Christ be opposed and uh, successfully stopped by Satan in bringing individuals to Christianity to Christ right now um, to Himself, and uh, the Amalekites don't think that they that He can be successfully opposed. No, you're fine. Um, Satan being bound began began is the blank began when Christ triumphed over Satan's temptations. Um, there are other. Um, there are other schemas of when, uh, uh, when Christ's triumph began, but uh, this is a common one today. Uh, Satan being bound began when Christ triumphed over him in the temptations. Um, it's Revelation 20 and verse 2. There was an angel, verse 1, and he laid hold of the dragon, the serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. And so obviously, the thousand years isn't a, uh, isn't a, a literal thousand years. Roman numeral number 4, the first resurrection happens immediately upon the death of believers. The first resurrection happens immediately Upon the death of believers. So, um, the first resurrection is is, um, spoken of in verse 6. Blessed and holy is the one who has part in the first resurrection. Over these, the second death has no power. But they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with him for a thousand years. Now, if you just read uh, verse 6 by itself, you could understand uh, how uh, the first resurrection, the saints who, who die right now, uh, the church age saints who die right now, they uh, go to heaven um, and they're, they're part of the first resurrection. Um, they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with him for a thousand years. Right now, they're reigning with him for that thousand years. So that's, that's the idea uh, of millennialism. Um, which is quite similar to uh, post-millennialism in that regard. So uh, Roman numeral four, the first, first is the blank. And then Roman numeral number five, Christ's coming will follow Satan being loosed briefly. And again, can you see the parallel between this and postmillennialism, millennialism uh, The tribulation and, and uh, trials at the end of the, the church age. Um, I don't know if I remember. So, uh, uh, I, I know that, uh, this is what I do know, that uh, both the postmillennialists and the, the amillennialists place the resurrection all together at the end of, with Christ's second coming. And so, um, it's those who, who already have uh, gone to be with the Lord in the intermediate state, who are uh, ruling and reigning with him. Um, so I would be guessing, so this is my guess to answer your question. I would be guessing that since the Old Testament saints are also in their intermediate state, right? Uh, the Old Testament, uh, you, you die, and uh, you, uh, we don't believe that there's a purgatory, we don't believe that there's some sort of uh, non existence that people will go through. Um, and so uh, the intermediate state for Old Testament saints, the intermediate state for New Testament saints, I would be guessing that they would do the same kinds of things in thinking about uh, them. But then the resurrection for uh, for believers and unbelievers, for Old Testament and New Testament, all takes uh, place at, at the second coming, when the body will be united with... Uh, with the spirit and soul. Um, Very different than we are used to thinking about, right? Uh, So Christ coming will uh, will follow. Follow is the blank for Roman numeral number five. Um, So what I'd like to do with uh, just a little bit of time that we have here is um, I'd like to look at Revelation 20, and I'd like to think at it, about it from our perspective, from how we interpret Revelation 20. And this will be the beginning of uh, comparing that with how amillennials and post think about Revelation 20 next week. Um, verse number one, then I saw an angel coming down from heaven holding the key of the abyss and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold of the dragon and serpent, the serpent of old who is the devil and Satan and bound him for a thousand years. So, uh, we understand that uh, as the millennium is beginning, before the millennium uh, it is started, uh, the uh, Satan is going to be bound and cast into the pit abyss. Abyss pit, uh, same same word there in the Greek. Um, Satan is going to be cast into the pit, and he's going to be cast in the pit, and we understand. Bound him for a thousand years. We understand thousand years to actually mean a thousand years. Not two thousand odd years. uh, Not a very long period of time. The whole church age. uh, But actually a a thousand years. Verse number three. And he threw him into the best and shut it and sealed it over him so that he would not deceive the nations any longer until the thousand years were completed. After these things, he must be released for a short time. So uh, two things going on there in verse 3 that are worth mentioning. Uh, Satan is sealed in the pit. Satan is no longer able to be active on earth during the millennium. Okay, um, This is my uh, uh, thinking on an, a related uh, interpretational question. Uh, if Satan is bound in the pit, are his, uh, are his demons and his uh, servants going to be running around wild, uh, still deceiving and uh, leading people astray in great number? Now, my answer is no. Okay? Satan is cast in the pit and uh, the, the uh, demons and the uh, followers of Satan uh, don't have the same activity. They aren't doing what Satan isn't able to do, right? Uh, so uh, the rule of Christ being with a rod of iron, to use language from another, uh, from, from uh, Isaiah, uh, that rule of Christ uh, with a rod of iron uh, won't be a rule that's, uh, that's seeing all kinds of uh, opposition uh, from demonic forces, from supernatural forces. Um, now, will will uh, humans still be born with a sin nature? I.e. affected by all the effects of the fall? Yes, yes. So will they still be able to turn against Christ? Sin? Not follow Christ? Yes, yes. Um, but uh, uh, the abyss is shut and sealed. And then... Uh, very, very, uh, important in the premillennialist way of thinking, um, until the thousand years is completed and after these things he'll be released for a short time. So it's very clear in the premillennial way of thinking that this, uh, we're not just looking to Revelation 19 as being in a sequence with Revelation 20, but even within Revelation 20 we're seeing a sequence of events. Satan is cast into the pit for a thousand years. thousand years go by. Satan is released from the pit. Okay. We're, we're seeing here in this, uh, in this chapter chronology. We're seeing chronology going, going, going by, um, then I saw thrones and they sat on them and judgment was given to them. And I saw the souls of uh, those who had been beheaded because of their, te- their testimony of Jesus and because of the word of God and those who had not worshiped the beast and his image and not received the mark and on their forehead and on their hand and they came to life. Now that language came to life. Here's the um, next uh, point that I like to emphasize here from premillennial perspective. That language came to life um, is the same language that's used elsewhere of Jesus coming to life. So that language came to life, we ought to expect, is talking about what? Resurrection. resurrection. Talking about resurrection. Okay, So the, the uh, tribulation era saints resurrected. And then, at the end of the verse... They came to life and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. Here we have again, this thousand year period mentioned. It's not like like, uh, Revelation 20 uh, mentions a thousand years, but it only mentions a thousand years once. You have it mentioned in verse 2, you have it mentioned in uh, verse 3, you have it mentioned in verse 4, verse 5. The rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were completed. So there are those who uh, uh, are unbelievers, uh, those who uh, died uh, in, in agony and pain separate from Christ, even during the tribulation period. Are they resurrected when the, the uh, tribulation era saints are resurrected? No, uh, their, their resurrection awaits them. Um, they came to life and reigned the tribulation saints with christ for a thousand years the rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand same language as uh, we just saw till the thousand years were completed this is the first resurrection so we take the first resurrection this language first resurrection we take it to be speaking of a physical resurrection okay um especially amillennialists, but also postmillennialists of uh, various stripes, um, but especially amillennialists, uh, they, uh, they understand, oh, sorry, especially postmillennialists, um, they understand this first resurrection not to be a physical um, resurrection. Rather, it's uh, saints who have, uh, and now I'm getting ahead of myself for next week. Rather, it's saints who have died and there, with Christ, uh, the uh, first resurrection. But I think that doesn't fit well uh, with uh, the uh, next language that talks about the second resurrection. Um, let me finish up verse 6 because that finishes the, uh, this paragraph. Blessed and holy is the one who is has part in the first resurrection. Over these, the second death has no power, but they will be priests. Of God and of Christ, and will reign with Him for a thousand years. So, during the millennium, again the thousand years. emphasized again: during the millennium, the uh, tribulation era saints will be raising, will be reigning with Christ. Uh, we understand that because the uh, church age saints uh, who died previously were uh, resurrected. The end of uh, during Christ's second coming. The end of um, not Christ's second. Coming. Yes, Christ's second coming. I'm getting this right. Uh, The end of chapter 19, that um, all the church age saints are going to be uh, reigning with Christ for that thousand years. We uh, rejoice to be a part of those who are blessed and holy uh, over whom the second death has no power. Um, I'd like to say more, but time is gone. So we will hold it for uh, next uh, next week, um, although uh, um, we might actually do something different next week and not uh, look to eschatology, so I'll I'll uh, let you know next week. But I'm I'm forewarning you. So let's uh, close in prayer. Look to the Lord. Lord, thank you that. No matter how much we study your word, there's always more to study and learn. I pray that you would help us to do the best um, that you enable us to do in learning as much as we can. We pray that you would bless us in the hope that one day we will be resurrected and we will reign with your son. We look forward to that day. We pray that Christ. The rapture would come soon we pray that the end of the trials and hardships of this life um, would soon come and that even um, in the near future we might enter into that great and glorious that blessed hope um, millennial kingdom and then the eternal state thereafter we pray this in christ's name amen